Hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Wolf Den Live, episode 22. Wait, um, we're echoing. Yeah. Oh. Oh, um, now we're not. Okay. <laughs> if we were, I don't even know. Sorry about that. Well, hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, Fanatic. Hello, Comboy. Hello, Super Tie. Hello, Gavin. I can't scroll up. Gavin, I think, said he couldn't be here. But Gavin couldn't you know be what? here because he's watching uh, X-Men Apocalypse, which is good because we're going to spoil it today. Oh, good. <laughs> so you shouldn't be here. Yeah. After Wolf Den Live, Bob will stream making the thumbnail. Oh, there he is. The Super Tie being a good mod. Yep. <laughs> Forgot to charge my Apple Pencil, so now my iPad looks ridiculous. Yeah, it's that's a, the probably the dumbest thing. Apple it's really dumb because I'm always terrified that it's gonna break. Yeah, there. I mean, there is an adapter so that you can plug it into the lightning bolt cable. Mm-hmm. I lost it, but I think I found it again. <laughs> I don't know. It's dumb. It's stupid. But you know what? It works, and it only takes a few seconds to charge mm-hmm. it. So hello, Owen Atten, and uh, the feistiest ninja, <laughs> Fred. Everybody, hello, Fred Bushy. His first Wolf Den live. I hope I pronounced that right. Really? Yep. He's a frequent commenter. Yes, he is. We like him. Yes. Uh, we like all of you, but especially Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us, as always. We are going to be talking about X-Men Apocalypse. But first! Oh, and other things. Yeah. Obviously, because it's freaking Wolf Den Live. Was this your first one? <laughs> but uh, first, we got to talk about... Games with Gold and PlayStation Plus. Yes. Because um, those this, are new. This is your monthly reminder that uh, PS, PS uh, Plus and Xbox Live Games with Gold are out. And that if you have those services, get them because they're free. They're free. And there's no reason not to. And, you know, the selection this month for both consoles, pretty good. I, I disagree, but let's, disagree? All right, let's, let's, go, let's go in. Let's go into it. Okay, so we'll start with... Um, start with PlayStation Plus, because yes. that's what I have up. Okay. That's, that's what we usually start with. So on PlayStation 4, you have NBA 2K16 and Gone Home. Uh, PlayStation 3, you have Endochrome, sorry, Echochrome and Siren Blood Curse, the complete series, episodes 1 through 12. And on PSP, you get God of War, Chains of Olympus, and Little Deviants. God of War. It's great. Yeah, and last month we got the other... Uh, PSP uh, God of War game goes to Sparta. So now they basically just gave you both of them for free. I think they're running out of titles. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> um, they're PSP games. And y- you know how I know they're running out of titles? NBA 2K16. Here's the, here's the interesting thing, because according to this handy-dandy IGN uh, price guide, that's still going for full retail, 60 bucks. Yeah, because 17 is not out. Yeah. And but you, when is it coming out? Look it up right now. When is, <laughs> when is NBA 17, 2K17 coming out? I imagine soon. Yeah, it are, comes out soon. This is dumb. They're already you know announcing stuff for WWE 2K17 September of this year. Okay. All right. You know, I'll allow it. But you know what? They don't often um, give out the sports Never games. Never sports games. And like 2K16 is one of the better ones. So, like, that's interesting that they would give that away. All right, I'll say that this is a pretty good deal, considering the next one's not out for a few months. Yeah. And nobody's probably buying this game. Yeah. So, I think that it's a it's a relatively good idea. I mean, I don't, I don't I, see them doing this for every 2K game. I'm sad that it's taking up a spot on the main, on the main, you know, thing. Yeah. Like, because, you know, there's always two, like, really awesome games. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the awesome games. The other one's right. Gone Home. The Gone Home, I think, is a given, and I'm 
surprised it's taken this long to end up on the free right. games. I've been waiting for that to happen for a yeah, long time. Maybe so. now I'll actually play it, even yeah. though... Didn't I, you bought it? I bought it for the Humble Bundle, never touched it. <laughs> right, you gave it to me, and I never yeah. played it. So now maybe I'll actually play it. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then on Xbox Live, uh, Games with Gold, you have uh, Goat Simulator and The Crew for Xbox One. And on Xbox 360, which you can play on your Xbox One, is Super Meat Boy and XCOM Enemy Unknown. Now, Super, Super Meat Boy, has that been on Xbox One before? Or is, is this carried over from last month? Because I remember that being on Xbox that was, One. That, um, that was a PlayStation uh, right. free game. Um, it's It debuted on the 360. This is the first time you'll be able to play it on Xbox One. Or maybe so, they announced it as backwards compatible. Because I remember seeing this a while, like a little bit ago. I mean, I don't, I don't think they repeat titles. It might have been like they announced it as backwards compatible. On their website, on their, uh, this is Major Nelson that I have up now, but on their, uh, on the Xbox website, if you Google Games with Gold, uh, this morning when I checked, it still had, uh, what's it called, Uh, Sunset Overdrive up. It takes a while to refresh. Yeah, Yeah. I think think it refreshes at like noon, but uh, the new games are up, so you can go get those. And Costume Quest uh, 2 is still available for Xbox One, if you haven't picked that up yet. Costume Quest all allow. Yeah. You know, I'd say there's more stuff on Xbox this time that I would like to play. I I'm gonna I'm going to play Gone Home. Yeah. I already downloaded uh Super Meat Boy, the free PlayStation Plus right. one and got it on my Vita cross like, by. I like now Super Meat Boy is on Xbox One because that was the better soundtrack. It was so much better. <laughs> oh. It's the original soundtrack. So this is gonna okay. Yeah. I you know, I never Really um, I'm excited because you know everybody says XCOM is a great game. It's not a game I would ever have paid money for, but now that it's free, I'll, I'll definitely play it. And same thing with the Crew and Goat Simulator. I have Goat Simulator on my phone. Not a good game for the phone. Really? Yeah. I saw people who aren't who don't play games. Mm-hmm. Like one girl was just playing that on her phone, and she's like, "Oh my god, this game's amazing!" And she's yeah. you know she doesn't actively play games everybody's like crowding around her what is that yeah it's so, like it's a fun game yeah, i guess just to mess around yeah in. so like i could see why people who aren't like who don't like go home and play your game on a, on a console i could see why they would find it more convenient to play it on a touchscreen yeah but why isn't it good for the phone is it because of the touchscreen yeah i just feel like that's a game that would definitely be better with like a controller or a mouse and keyboard i mean it's supposed to be a broken game yeah <laughs> so i guess it's kind of maybe a little too broken yeah people seem to be Reacting well to these free games. Yes. Um, Fanatic says, 2K16 probably made a small amount of people really excited. I don't care much, though, he <laughs> says. Uh, the Shifties Ninja says, aren't they only giving 2K16 away because it's the NBA Finals or something? Is it? I think. Did that happen already? I feel like it I happened. have no idea. I don't follow basketball. I feel like the NBA Finals happened already. Uh... Super Meat Boy was on PS4, Ethan says, and plays as a PlayStation Plus game. Yes, I know. That's oh, yeah, the NBA Finals is happening uh, right now. It's the Cavaliers and the Warriors. You know what? It's pretty smart to make it a PlayStation yeah. Plus title. Not the... I was pissed at first because I don't care about it, yeah. but uh, you know what? Not a bad idea. In that case, do you think they'll do something like give away WWE 2K16 for like WrestleMania or something? That would be a good idea. No, definitely not going to do that. They announced <laughs> for... WWE 2K17, Goldberg is going to be in the game. Now, you may be thinking... Uh, 
Governor Goldberg? No. Senator Goldberg? He was never a senator. Mayor <laughs> Goldberg? <laughs> you may be thinking, why is this a big deal? Uh, Goldberg has not had a good relationship with the WWE for like oh. 10 years now. And now he's in the game. And this has been kind of a trend. They would get the wrestler to be in the game and then come back into the good graces of the company. Happened with the Macho Man. Happened with the Ultimate Warrior. Happened with Sting. Now it's happening with Goldberg. Macho Man and Ultimate Warrior are dead, and Sting had to retire. So it's not looking good. For not him. looking good for Goldberg. It's that curse. Yeah, he's not going to be on the cover. Is he's he? not going to be on the cover. He's going to be a pre-order bonus, which is <laughs> that's dumb. That is very dumb. Uh, so who am I thinking of when I say Jesse Ventura? Jesse Ventura was the governor of Minnesota. I know they all look alike. No, Goldberg. What was he when he retired out of wrestling? He, he didn't do anything. No, he didn't do anything. He was in that movie Santa Slay where he, he was Santa like, Claus who like, killed like a, like a politician at no. all. No, I find that hard to believe. <laughs> I, I I promise you, he was not a politician. All right, fine, I'll allow it. So let's ruin X Men Apocalypse. Okay, um, uh, he, guys, we're gonna spoil it because you know if you didn't see it by now, probably don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well. Let's let's be honest. You did not like the movie. No, I thought it was just okay. Right. There are better X Men movies out there, and there are worse X Men movies out there. And by worse X Men movies, I really just mean X Men Origins Wolverine. Right. Um. There were parts of it I liked, thought that were really good, but there was just a lot of not good in it. Yeah, that's what. Like I had, I just wasn't excited the whole movie. Yeah. I didn't care about any of the characters, uh, except for Wolverine, but he had, like, the worst cameo. Yeah, the Wolverine... It was such a tease. The Wolverine cameo in this is blatantly exists just so they can shoehorn in Wolverine. And it makes no sense. It really does Especially if you've watched the other movies. Yeah. Um, the only thing I will say about that scene is it gave us an excuse to finally see Wolverine in his stupid Weapon X hat. Right. I, I laughed when he came out of the cage and like he was wearing that helmet. I'm just like that that is great. That is that makes me so happy. But then the rest of the movie was just okay. You know, I feel like they just they tried to do things because they felt like they had to, not necessarily because they thought it would be you know good character development right. or anything like that. Like they gave um, Quicksilver two showcase scenes and like we really didn't need really? them. There's the second one. When he's beaten up Apocalypse. Okay. Uh, I, mean, I wouldn't really consider that. One and a half showcase scenes then. Yeah. You know, cause, but it just makes you think, like, okay, if he's so overpowered, why doesn't he just solve everything? You know? It's true. I'm, well, yeah. I, I mean, Apocalypse wasn't menacing. No. I uh, found out after that that was uh, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, that's which very is crazy, disappointing. Because he's an amazing actor. Yeah. And they, like, he wasted him. Yeah, he did a... I, I mean... I don't want to say it was his fault because when he every once in a while during the movie when Apocalypse yeah. gets excited he has this like really booming and like deep voice yeah. and that is Apocalypse's voice. Yeah. For 90% of the time that Apocalypse is talking, he sounds like a little bitch. <laughs> and he's like not taller than everybody, he's yeah. like shorter than some of them. Yeah. It's like he's just one of the guys. He's yeah. not the all-powerful apocalypse that he should be, you know? Mm -hmm. I didn't get that feeling at all from him, especially towards the end. He felt like a little bitch. Yeah. 
I also felt too that you know because this was uh, they were starting over again with Jean Grey, with Cyclops, with Nightcrawler, and I just felt like they didn't get the screen time they deserved. You know, they got like little scenes here and there, but they didn't get any real development. You know, I feel like the filmmakers just expect you to know who these characters are, and that's what you know makes it okay to just put them in the movie. But if you're starting over again, you know, we need to see them grow and evolve and develop. And we really didn't get that here. I honestly don't. I honestly like this trend of just throwing characters in if you expect most of the audience to know them. Jubilee. (laughs) They threw in Jubilee, which is one of the only Asian characters. And everybody's going nuts about having Asian like actresses doing stuff. Uh, is she even Asian in the comics and the yeah. cartoon? Yeah. Okay. I, She's I, like Chinese. Because they, they didn't know how to, you know, they only knew how to draw round eyes right. in, in, uh, <laughs> in in the cartoon. Um, but uh, they, she, she's in there and she doesn't even say like a word. And she's on the screen a lot. And, and they, they never even say her name and, you know, or anything. This is continuing a trend because like even in the original trilogy, Jubilee was in those movies. But, like, she didn't do anything. She never used her powers. You know? It, she was just there. Yeah. And, and and people actually like her. I yeah, mean, I, don't, I don't like Jubilee. She's a dumb character with I, a dumb power. People don't like her. But she is a huge part of the animated stuff. And yes. that look is very iconic. Get, and when I yeah. saw her, I was like, yo, that's Cy- <laughs> that we got like- Cyclops. We got jubilee this yeah. is like the freaking cartoon this is awesome and it didn't feel like that at all it yeah. just looked like that also too going on that um idea at the end of the movie when they're all wearing like their classic costumes like finally uh mystique is wearing white and blue with the skull belt and cyclops is wearing you know blue with the bandolier and nightcrawl is wearing the red and black suit it's like literally two minutes and they don't do anything. Right. Like the, the Sentinels come out and they're in the danger room and like that's it. Also, I I don't understand why well, I understand why. Beast and Mystique, majority of the movie, they're they're not wearing their prosthetic makeup. It's right. just Jennifer Lawrence and Nicholas Holt. I get why they did that, probably because Jennifer Lawrence and Nicholas Holt didn't want to go through like the prosthetic process. No, screw you. <laughs> your your beast and your mystique, those are your forms. Mystique makes a very big deal about how her blue self is her true form. And here you are, you spend the whole movie in your not true form. Like, what the hell is that? Well, yeah, it's because Jennifer Lawrence said, I don't want to be in that makeup. She 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 gave an interview and she was like, "Yeah, I don't want to be in that makeup." I told them I'm not going to be in that makeup. Well, then you know what? Then guess what? Mystique's not in the movie. I know that's not something that you say during yeah. an interview. I understand you don't want to be in the makeup, but like Jennifer Lawrence doesn't really know what a filter is. They have to write around you because of that. There's that scene when they're in that like cell, which I assume is a cell that like you know dampens mutant abilities, right, right? And then she just morphs into her human self. It's dumb. That, yeah. that was dumb. I mean, uh, they did a good. They honestly did a good job of writing around it, saying that she uh, she's in hiding. Yeah, yeah and but like, but really like that's be. another thing because like by the end of the movie, like she's the leader of the X Men and she's like on a, a good guy now. Like that's not Mystique. Yeah, no, that's, that's not Mystique. That's stupid. Also, 
I know I get this is an alternate like uh timeline, but yeah, like, but, but like is so. it like there's all these things that like connect it to the old timeline and yeah. rip it away from it, like Weapon X. Yeah. That's not how Weapon X <laughs> happened in your own movies. Uh freaking the major spoiler for the ending, the Phoenix Force really pissed me off. Oh yeah, that was that was dumb. I mean I, I don't remember X three and I know you just did a video on it, yeah. so you probably remember a lot more than I do. How in X3 did the Phoenix Force uh, come? They explain it as um, a suppression of Jean's ultimate power. Cause she's a telepath and she's telekinetic, but she also has this like third ability that's so strong and powerful, it corrupts her mind. And Professor X like keeps it down with psychic blocks. Oh, so in the movies, it's never an external force. Right. It's, okay. it's within her. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Then. Yeah. So... They keep, you know, they're keeping that trend here, but you know, they have one sentence about it when you know Jean wakes up from her dream, and then at the end, it's just like, "Hey, Jean, go Phoenix," and she does, you know, and it kind of like ruins, you know, not really the surprise or like the impact of like what the Phoenix is, because when Jean Grey is possessed by the Phoenix, like that almost destroys the X Men completely exactly that was like the most difficult thing they ever had to do up to that point and in x the whole premise of x3 is uh that happening and like basically like the apocalypse is coming because well, she's freaking got the she's unlocking the phoenix well, no course. because like like i say in my video um they botched the phoenix saga because yeah. they had to like balance that story with the cure story um but yeah, like you see at the end of X three, like the the full devastation of the Phoenix Force. Even then, like in the middle, when like she destroys her childhood home and kills Professor X, right? And like at the end, when she's murdering everybody on and this one, she's Alcatraz. like a kid, and she just like oh, I got it, and she yeah. just freaking like does it. So that's dumb. Yeah. Another another scene when they go to the mall and like they come out of watching Return of the Jedi. That made me very mad then like they're complaining how it wasn't as good as empire and gene says oh the third one's always usually the worst one that's i feel like that scene was thrown in there to preemptively you know shut everybody up saying like it's, it wasn't as good as the last one that wasn't that reminded me of the of how tone deaf the mighty number nine people were yeah um because like they're making i get that they're making fun of x3 yeah the third one's never as good as the other ones totally fine this is also the third movie in a trilogy. Yes. So you're also making fun of the movie that we're watching. Yes. You're saying that the movie that we're watching isn't as good as the last one. Yeah. You're telling me that. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, then why did I spend... Yeah, you know, like, I just got duped. You yeah. just duped me. You know that this movie isn't good. Yeah. It's different if Deadpool says that. Yes. Because that's Deadpool. That's Deadpool. He can make fun of himself, but, like, you're making fun of... Like, this is supposed to be a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> they made this to be a good movie. It, I, and all right. So Magneto's storyline. A lot of people say that that is the best part of the movie. I would say so. I was not invested in it. I, they they didn't do it enough justice. Like they just gave just enough, to, you know, just to give him motivation to come out of hiding to turn evil and right. join up with Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. They they they. Yeah, there was too much going on, and they they didn't have enough time to touch on it. Yeah. There wasn't enough weight given to him having a wife yeah. and a kid, and they uh, major spoilers again. They die immediately, mm -hmm. and it is the dumbest way. 
The, a lot of people just like die immediately. Like Havoc dies immediately, you know, after he was a big part of first class. He had a cameo in days of future past. So like, Oh, finally he's back in apocalypse and they're going to explain how he's related to Cyclops. Cause he is. And then nope. Dies. That's off another screen. thing. He died. And I didn't know for like 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, Cause you're too busy watching the stupid Quicksilver. Scene. And then they're like, Oh, he was the closest to the blast. No! Yeah. It's like, I didn't see it happen. Yeah. So I don't know that it happened. And it happened right in front of me like 10, 15 minutes ago. Yeah. Like, did you know that he died immediately? I would, like, I, did you know that the fire consumed him? No. Because you, know, you don't see it happen. Yeah, like, when that happened, you know, I was too busy, you know, watching the Quicksilver scene. Which, admittedly, was a cool scene. But, you know, I feel like that's kind of that's kind a crappy thing to do to your audience, you know? Quicksilver was the best character in the best part of the movie. Yeah, I mean, he's the saving grace of that film. Um, I feel like they need to, like, stop using him so much, you know, because, because he's so overpowered. That, like, a lot of the drama gets sucked out of the room. I feel like if there was less characters and Quicksilver was the main character, I would have liked this movie. Yeah. I mean, there there were other parts I liked. Uh, the Magneto story was good. Fassbender is a really good Magneto. I don't necessarily Magneto. think that... Uh, yes, Fassbender is a good Magneto. And like, I don't think the Magneto story was that was good. You know? I don't think it was that I good. I think, like, it, it needed more time. Like, because okay. they had to, like, just cram everything in there. Right. But um, Cody Smith-McPhee for uh, Nightcrawler was good. Uh, James McAvoy was, again, good as Professor X. And we finally get to see why he's bald, because we needed to see that. Yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> the girl they got to play Storm was good. Um, you know, for all intents and purposes, uh, Cyclops and Jean Grey were good. Um, but, you know, there's just a lot of other things that, you know, just make it a lesser experience overall, I think. It's definitely a movie I would say, like, I, I'm telling people it's a cable movie. If it's on cable, right. like, then yeah watch it maybe you know you'll enjoy it then but i wouldn't recommend going to the theaters for it i i think that there was a lot going on in the movie where i was like why is this happening why yeah. isn't this happening why don't they just do this you know because because yeah. i mean the problem with characters that are like all powerful mm -hmm. like we say this about superman a lot yeah is that it, they're hard to write because you have to limit them a little bit yeah and now you have all of these characters, you put them together, they are all powerful. Yeah. It's just like when Magneto's, you know, family was getting murdered. Yeah. There was so much Magneto could do about it. Yeah. You know, that whole, that whole scene, I was like, they don't have any like, you know, iron on them or any, anything that he yeah. can do. But like right at the end, he takes the girl's locket and he's just like, sends it through their neck. I like was like, that whole bullet. time I was like, this is gonna be awesome. He's gonna destroy them. Yeah. And then they killed his family and then he got like emo mad and very slowly like took them out through the neck. Yeah. And like that was almost really cool. Another scene that was almost really cool <laughs> was the Wolverine scene. Yes. When he's out, I was like finally Wolverine's in this movie. <laughs> Because he has to be. Yeah. And I thought he was going to be added to the roster. Yeah. And then he runs off into the wilderness. Yeah. I thought that scene was almost cool because he looked awesome. He was just straight up murdering people. But, like, it wasn't that, like, action-packed. It wasn't that gruesome because, you know, it's a yeah. PG-13 movie or whatever. Um, 
it, he he just looked like like he wasn't like scary or anything. Even though he's like he's terrifying to everybody around him, yeah. but he wasn't scary to us. That's because he's got that stupid helmet on. <laughs> that and they didn't shoot it like they should have shot that like a horror movie. Yeah, I posted a video of uh the first time you see cyborg ninja gray fox in uh the first metal gear solid because it reminded me of that scene where he's just slicing people in the hallway in that scene you have solid snake around the corner with the gun like what the hell's that because the first time you see cyborg ninja and he's just murdering people and he kills you just you you look in and you just see blood and bodies and people like screaming yeah and you see one guy shoot, no, no, and then he gets like sliced up. Yeah. That is how you do a scene like that. Then you see Cyborg Ninja and he's just slicing people up, and you're like, whoa, I don't want to get anywhere near yeah. that guy. Snake is there as like I guess like an avatar, like you feel for Snake, you want Snake to win out. Yeah. So you're like, I don't want Snake to go in there. Yeah. You know? So you have something to to go with. Instead, yeah. this movie, everybody's behind another door, and you have like random thugs yeah. just going in and getting annihilated, and you don't care. Who cares? I'll say uh, two more things. Um, I should because I should probably bring it up. Uh, there was also Angel and Psylocke were in the movie, um, and I I got a little excited because in Uncanny X Force um, by Rick Remender, which I did a video on, you should read it. Um, they have a really good relationship, like they're. They have a really good romantic relationship in there. Um, I was hoping we'd get a little bit of that in in this movie. And you sort of see... Because, like, you can sort of see, like, they kind of, like, look after each other. But, like, they, other than that, they didn't really get, didn't get much to do. They were basically just attack dogs for Apocalypse. And as cool as it was to see Angel become Archangel, he dies at the end and doesn't really get to do anything else. He does? I'm pretty sure he does. I'm pretty sure he was in the the jet when it crashes. Oh yeah, and then unclear. I'll say I'd say another yeah another unclear death, and then um, Psylocke is played by Olivia Munn, who's not a good actress, right? And you know, although I'll give her this, she looked exactly like she Psylocke. looked awesome. She looked exactly like. Psylocke. I think that she played the part well. It's just that not nobody on Apocalypse's side had any motivation to be on Apocalypse's side, except for I'd except say for Magneto. Magneto, yeah. But, uh, I mean, Storm, she just doesn't know any better. Yeah. And uh, Psylocke has zero motivation. Yeah. There is zero motivation for her to be... I think it's a little bit implied that she was, like, kind of forced to work for that bald guy. Mm-hmm. But, uh, again, it's very, she's really powerful. Yeah. So there's no reason for her to have to be forced to do anything. Yeah. So... And she barely talks or does anything. So, like, there's no character development for Psylocke at all. Yeah. And it sucks because she is a cool character. Yeah. But she was just brooding the whole time. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Did you have something else to say or was that it? No, I think that's it. Um, so, you know, X-Men Apocalypse, two stars, wait for it to be on cable. Yeah, I... You do not like it. I did not like... I did not, like... Again, it wasn't exciting. Like, Batman vs. Superman... I was excited, and I wanted to see what was going to happen next. Uh, not to say that it was a great movie. Right. But uh, X-Men Apocalypse did not care what was going to happen next. <laughs> also, I am so old now that I have to pee no matter what. I'll pee before the movie, and I'll just have to pee. I, I held it in the whole time, and then the second the credits happened, I ran to the bathroom and then ran back to see the dumb end credit scene. Yeah, that was really dumb. I mean, I get it, Mr. Sinister... But 
you could have done something better than that. Right. Like, and we, you know, it's, it's obviously alluding to, like, I got X23 out of it. Yeah. I didn't know what Essex was. I no Essex idea. is Mr. Sinister's company. Yeah, I know that now, but like. But like, this leads into a problem because if you're hinting at the next X-Men movie is going to take place in the 90s, which they need to stop doing that. Because Michael Fassbender is 39 years old and Magneto was supposed to be in his 50s in this movie. Hmm. And Michael Fassbender does not look like a 50-year-old. Right. Um, so it's going to take place in the 90s. It, it's going to take place in space. It's probably going to be the Phoenix Saga again. And now you're throwing Mr. Sinister into it, which he really didn't have anything to do with the Phoenix Saga. Like, the problem with... I feel like they're going to throw the Phoenix Saga out the window. Again? <laughs> yeah. They, no, I feel like they're going to be like, ah, it was just a one-time thing. Or she's, she'll just do it again and, like, nobody will care. I mean, because, like... Just part of I, I've been now. saying this now, and it, it's getting worse. The X-Men movies have become just as convoluted as the X-Men comics. And that defeats the purpose of the X-Men movies. Right. Yeah, it is. No, that, that that's exactly why this movie wasn't that good. Because yeah. they packed too much crap in it and it got too confusing. Yeah. Especially the timeline now is insane. I mean, it... I would say, like, if you know if you know X Men, it won't be as confusing as for someone like who doesn't know X Men all that right, well. Right, right, But still, that's bad. <laughs> all right, let's go into the chat here. Yeah, Tevia says, "Help! I like X Men Apocalypse. <laughs> I can't help you. You're in the wrong place." I, I I know a lot of people who did. So, I mean, live, if you if you found something you like about it, good for you. Live to Rock says the best part was a Quicksilver scene. He also says they could kick off. Jennifer Lawrence and put another actress since the character can be another person. Exactly. So I think that's a pretty good idea, mm-hmm. but a pretty strange way to just, you know, do it like that. Well, I mean, you know, Marvel has done it, so. Yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. The Shiftiest Ninja says, F you, Brian Singer. Episode six is awesome. Yes, I agree. Like I love Muppets. Why would why would you do that? Fanatic says I don't get how writers feel like acknowledgement absolves them from blame for something being bad. If your thing is bad, you telling us you know it's bad doesn't make it any better. That's very true. that's very true. It's like they say like when you're presenting a project, yeah, or when you're giving a speech. You can't, you can't, you know, say that what, or you're like, you know, you're presenting a project is a better yeah. example. You're presenting a project, you can't say, I know I did this wrong and this wrong. You can't yeah. acknowledge the things that you did wrong. I mean, yeah, just saying that, like, you know it's bad doesn't automatically make it good. I just lost no. the chat. I'll do it on my phone because it's easier to scroll. Yeah, everybody liked the Quicksilver scene. Yeah. Cthulhu Chow says, Solid Snake versus Wolverine only on the Wii U. <laughs> I wish. Uh, Stormseeker says, "Have you guys talked about the Overwatch shorts yet?" I talk about it in uh, one of my videos, I think last week's video. But he hasn't played Overwatch; doesn't nope. really care. No, I don't. Really. I love Overwatch; it's amazing. All my friends are getting Overwatch, and they're For getting what? PS4. So if you want to play with my friends who are mad that I'm not playing it because I don't care, you should play it. I'm playing Doom. You have the ability to play it. I do. You have it on PS4. That's true. That's true, I do. Well, you know, you got to finish Uncharted 4, right. and then i got to finish Doom, so I'm we can so, switch. So you can play Quantum Break, and I can play Uncharted 4, and... I'm so far behind. Yeah. I have still half way to go oh, in Uncharted. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, 
Nico asks, how old is Quicksilver supposed to be? Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, if he was in his 20s in Days of Future Past, then he's in his 30s in Apocalypse. Really? Yeah. It's a 10-year jump. God. It's been 10-year 10, It's been ten year jumps. Nothing makes sense. None like, of that they makes need, sense. Again, they need to stop doing that. Uh, okay. We're moving on. All right. Uh, what did I want to talk about? Not a lot going on. Yeah. Which I guess is good. Uh, let's stick to movies. Okay. Let's do Rogue One. Okay. Because there's something I want to talk about about video games, but it's going to take a long time. Okay. Um, (laughs) so I guess we'll just go through this quick. Um, so Rogue One is getting reshoots. Now, every movie gets reshoots, especially big budget movies. Right. They, they get reshoots. This is the nature of the beast. Rogue One comes out in December. So if this movie, you know, is done now, they probably move the release date up. So the fact that, you know, it's getting reshoots, fine, whatever. This way, you know, it, you know, they fix whatever problems there could be and they polish it up real good and they release it to us and it's going to be amazing. Problem is, there's rumors going abound that the reason why it's getting reshoots is because Disney is not happy with the version of the movie Gareth Edwards presented to them. It's apparently very different in tone and quality from The Force Awakens. Who said tone? Um, I heard that it just didn't match the magic of uh, <laughs> episode uh, 7. Which probably means tone. Right, right, right. Uh, let's see here. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the reshoots are definitely happening. The reason is much more specific. The move is happening after execs screened the movie and felt that it was tonally off with the with what a classic Star Wars movie should uh, feel like. I don't the goal like that. of the reshoots will be to lighten the mood, bring some levity into the story, and restore no. a sense of fun and adventure. Now, no. If this was Episode Eight, fine, fine. Yeah. But if you ask me. I thought the whole point of these anthology stories were to do something different with Star Wars. The, the, and this being a heist movie about smugglers going and stealing Death Star plans, that should be tonally different from the main episodes. This was the this was the point of Rogue One. We yeah. knew the tone. Like yeah. the trailer set the tone i mean yeah. i haven't even seen the movie yet yeah but i get i get that this is a totally different tone yeah this is gonna Force be Awakens. a little bit i also get that people who aren't nerds yeah. might be confused yeah. they might go into it bring their kids be like oh it's gonna be a fun movie and it's not a fun movie yeah you know i mean yeah like from that two minute clip we saw like okay this is gonna be different it's gonna be less high-flying swashbuckling action it's gonna be more grounded it's gonna and be more gritty they've also said gritty. that it's pretty violent yeah. I mean, you see, like, even in the trailer, the Death Troopers and when Jin blows up, the Stormtroopers are flying everywhere. Right. You know, and you got, like, human beings rushing an AT-AT. That's not going to end well for them. The Star Wars universe is a dark place. Yeah. The, but in the movies, we only, we get to see some powerful characters who can yeah. break through that darkness. For most of the citizens in the Star Wars universe, times are rough. Yeah. The whole time, except for, I mean, the prequels. Yeah. The prequels show the downward slope into right. darkness. But uh, for the most part, 
an everyday citizen. Look at uh, episode four, uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru. Yeah. Uh, they're, they, they're skeletons. Yeah, they're skeletons. They're charred well, to a crisp. They're, you know, they're, they're average people, and they kind of have, you know... Yeah. They're, they're not doing too well. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, poor farmers. Yeah. I mean, I just hope that the reshoots are there just to be reshoots, that they're not going to drastically change the tone of the film. Because I, I, I really do think this should be a little bit more serious than the main episodes. I mean, I'm sure episode eight will probably be... You know the dark one of the saga because the second one yeah. usually is, but you know all all in all, like they should definitely take the anthology movies in a different direction. There were plans to do an anthology movie about Boba Fett, and you're gonna tell me like that that's gonna be a lighthearted movie? Yeah, right. Yeah, like he he he's not gonna like rise from the ashes. He's not gonna be like a good guy all of a sudden. Yeah, he's gonna be you know. I, I get that he's not like that bad of a guy. Yeah. Uh, no, nobody in the Star Wars universe is that evil. They all have like a side that you can like uh, relate to. Relate to, and that's yeah. why I think that their characters are so good. Yeah. And that's a lot of. I don't want to say a lot of people, but I heard like the only criticism I've heard from the Force Awakens is that uh, Kylo Ren isn't evil enough, and I think that that's awesome. Yeah, I think that's great. Cause yeah, cause you want to be able to relate to the bad guy. Yeah. So, I mean. I would be upset about these reshoots if they're trying to make it have the same sort of magic that The Force Awakens has. Yeah. I think that they have to know that it's not going to do well as The Force Awakens, as yeah. well as The Force Awakens. They can't, ex- I mean, it doesn't have the same budget, and they can't expect it to make as much money. Yeah. I think, I think on some level Disney knows this. I think on some level they know, like, this is going to be a smaller scale film. Right. Whereas, you know, the main episodes with. Ray and Finn and Poe Dameron and Kylo Ren, those are going to be the big ones. They can't expect us, because they're going to run us dry. Yeah. Having yearly releases. I mean, Come on. they're already, you know, they've already announced another Force Friday for Rogue One figures, which I'm going to be there like an asshole. Right. But, you know, I mean, I think another thing too, I should, um, before we move on, um, The Hollywood Reporter and some other news sites are saying like that, you know, this is in crisis mode. That like Disney is in crisis mode. They're freaking out. They're like, I don't think that's the case. It may be true that they want to lighten the mood to make it more like Episode Seven, but in terms of it being in crisis, I think it's fine. Again, the movie comes out in December. That's plenty of time to smooth things out and fix whatever may be broken, so to speak. Right. You know, and by the end, by the end of it, we'll get a good movie. Whether or not it'll be what Gareth Edwards wanted to show on screen. That's a whole other story. I f- Last time people freaked out, it was for the Suicide Squad reshoots right, right after everybody hated uh, Batman, Batman vs. Superman. Superman. Yeah. So that's another thing where like they do reshoots all the time. Yeah, I honestly think that the Suicide Squad reshoots are because they had a lot of money left over from Batman vs. Superman. Really? They had a, mo- a lot of money left over? Well, not left over, but they made money. They didn't lose money. They didn't make a lot of money. I know, but like... I don't think that they changed anything because of Batman vs Superman. Is what I'm saying. I think that, I, I, I think yeah, that no, they're I like saying. I mean, yeah, no, I think the reshoots were just. I think regu- that they're like, all right, we know we're gonna make at least our money back on, yeah. on Suicide Squad. That, it so. was probably just regularly scheduled reshoots. Right. I mean, in terms of like, maybe they like changed the tone of like a scene or two, but I feel like that movie is still gonna be, you know, whatever, whatever it was gonna be. Yeah. I don't know. I uh, um, I hope that they're not. 
changing every, the whole tone of the Rogue One. Yeah, because that that for I still watch that trailer sometimes because it's awesome. Super Ty wants Rogue One to be dark. Uh, Adam says that means Rogue One was going to be awesome and real. I mean, it can be. Yeah. He also says, I hope they at least save the original version to be leaked. Well, I mean, a director's cut would be nice. Yeah, I don't I don't know if Disney would do that. Yeah, you're right, probably not. Uh, Cthulhu Chow just keeps saying um, other EU stories to be adapted to film, like the Darth Bane trilogy, uh, the Old Republic, the Thrawn trilogy. I hope that they borrow a lot from the expanded yes. I feel like they are, but not enough. Yeah. They should... Stop dancing around, being around the bush, and just adapt some of those characters. Yeah. People would go nuts. Yeah. Like, it's okay to use some of those characters and change them a little bit instead of taking from them and yeah. renaming them, you know? Basically, we want our Kyle Katarn. Yes. That's, that, what we that's what we're saying. We want Kyle Katarn. Gilbert says, no matter what, I'll be the first in line for a new Star Wars movie. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh, we'll be course. there opening day. Uh, okay. Moving on. Yes. Uh, this is... I'm going to try to do this quick. Okay. Because it's very confusing. Okay. So, have you heard about Ubisoft? Yes. Okay. So, for those of you who don't know, there's this company called Vivendi, which pretty much... They're an entertainment conglomerate. Yes. Focused in... They're based in France. Mm-hmm. They are an entertainment company, but they really don't... Really, their whole business is buying up other entertainment companies. Yeah. I picture a very small office with just suits there <laughs> and just money everywhere because yeah. they are shilling in money ham over fist. Hand over fist. Ham over fist. They're all, they're all pigs in suits mm. over there. So, uh, Vivendi, they've been around for a really long time. They used to be a water company. Uh, founded in 1853, yes. according to their Wikipedia. As a water company. Mm -hmm. Then somewhere in the 80s, they switched over to like sewer management or something. <laughs> and then they, like in the 90s, they decided to buy up entertainment companies. So mm -hmm. they've been around. They used to be... They're a company. They're, they're, in, they're in it for the business. They're not in it to like yeah. make cool things. They used to be partnered with Universal, Vivendi Universal. They used to be... Uh... So when they partnered with Universal, they also partnered with their... Universal Game Studio. Which I think it was like Sierra and... Yes, which was part of Activision, which is yes. why... Which ended up eventually being part of Activision, which is why Activision now owns Crash Bandicoot. Yes. 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 So Vivendi is the reason why Activision has Crash Bandicoot now. Right. Um, and that's why nothing's happening with Crash Bandicoot. Yes. So... They're in the business of buying and selling companies. They were Vivendi was part of Activision Blizzard up until 2013. Yes. They sold their shares of Activision Blizzard. Right now, for the last couple of years, they've been trying to acquire Ubisoft for some reason. Yeah. They don't again, they're they they don't want to like acquire a business and do cool things with them like Disney does. They just wanna make money. Yeah. So they want to acquire Ubisoft and Gameloft. Gameloft is a they're Ubisoft's they're mobile division. Yes, basically. Ubisoft is owned by two is run by two brothers, two yeah. French guys, Yves Gilmon and his brother Gilmond. Two Gil the Gilmon brothers. <laughs> um, so is Michel Gilmon. 
So is Gameloft. Yeah. Well, surprisingly, Gameloft, uh, Ubisoft is only four times bigger than Gameloft. Really? Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's surprising, well, I mean, game, but... Gameloft is huge. Like, every mobile yeah. game knockoff is made by Gameloft. Mobile games make a lot of money. Yes. And they're no joke. Yeah. Um, and Gameloft is the biggest mobile game company. Yeah. So, and they know, Vivendi knows this. They want to be in that mobile gaming market. Yeah. So they, instead of buying companies, they buy up all of the shares of the company. Mm -hmm. So they, they bought up all of the shares of Gameloft. I don't know why Gameloft isn't under the Ubisoft umbrella. It's a totally separate company. Yeah. And they bought up Gameloft. So now Vivendi owns Gameloft. And now they're going after Ubisoft. Yes. The Gilmon brothers, Gil, whatever, French, I can't pronounce it. <laughs> they do not want Vivendi yeah. to own them. They are considering... They want, they want full control. They are considering this a hostile takeover. Yes. They don't want to sell it to them. So Vivendi's like, fine, we still want it. So they're going around to all of the shareholders and buying uh, buying up the shares at a ridiculous price. Because yeah. the shareholders don't really care. They, they don't like video games yeah most of them they just want the money they're just rich guys uh, who buy and shares who buy and sell shares just like vivendi does mm -hmm. so uh i guess imagine being the owner of a game company and you you're really in it for the games and you own mo you're a majority shareholder so you own most of the shares but that majority is only like 20 30 percent maybe yeah because you figure there's a lot of other shareholders, so you're the majority. Now this other these pe these people who have a ridiculous amount of money come in and they buy that other like sixty seventy percent. Yeah, that would be that's insane. They're, so they're it, it is they're saying hostile takeover. Yeah. And Vivendi's Vivendi said we're not doing that. And according to French law, if you say I'm we're not taking over your company. They're not allowed to buy any shares for six months. So they're not allowed to continue to buy shares for six yeah. months, but they're going to. So I think the news that broke today was that they acquired Gameloft. Yeah. So they are slow. Like, even though they say they're not, they are slowly, slowly but surely taking over Ubisoft. Now, what this means for video games is that, I mean, I don't know, like... It's always bad when a big company takes over a smaller company and, like, you know, like, tries to run things. Yeah. Um, this is weird because it's a huge company taking over another huge company. And, like, Ubisoft already, like, people don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> They're already doing really businessy things that are stupid. Yeah. You know, they're not doing things because of the art of video games. Yeah. They're doing things because they want to make money. And now Vivendi's in here and they want to make more money. Yeah. And potentially sell it off and like chop it up into little pieces just to make money. Yeah. So th this might mean really bad things for games that are down the line. Uh, also, they used to own Activision. Yeah. So you got Activision, you got Ubisoft. The only other one that's huge that's left is EA. Yeah. Well, they don't own Activision anymore. They don't. Right. So now I guess they sold you know, the majority they, of their stake. They sold the majority stake in, yeah. in Activision Blizzard. Um, I guess they regret that. And now they need another video game company to pull them to the Or way. maybe they didn't see. They must not have seen a profit coming out of Activision Blizzard, which is insane. Yeah. But this is their business. It's buying and selling things like mm -hmm. this. Did they. 
they so they sold their shares to random people. Yeah, I think. Well, no, Activision bought MLG, right, and partnered with ESPN. So I don't think, I don't think there's any shareholding buying going on there. This fun, Activision Blizzard is a shareholder of Vivendi. So like the reverse. Oh, you know thing. what? I think MLG, I think they merged MLG and Activision. I don't think Activision bought them yeah. outright. I don't know. Business is weird. Yes. Basically what I'm saying is if you're a Ubisoft fan, you have something to worry about. Yeah. Because this could be really bad. Yeah. Remember what happened to Crash Bandicoot because of Vivendi? Could happen to Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed, Prince of Persia, the Tom Clancy games, Rayman, um, the Tom Clancy games, (laughs) (laughs) Watch Dogs, Uh, Far Cry, The Division, The Division, the Tom Clancy games. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Live to Rock says, that sucks. I thought, oh, he said, I thought Naughty Dog had Crash Bandicoot. Nope. Nope. You should watch my video on Crash Bandicoot. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Assassin's Crash Bandicoot only on Game Gear. Yo, I'd play that. <laughs> Yo. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Fanatic says, so far, Vivendi owns 17.73% of Ubisoft. I think EA owns a stake in Ubisoft too. I could be wrong on that. I'd be I wouldn't be surprised if they own a stake in each other. Yeah. Oh, also Ubisoft is now trying to work with Canada because they yeah. they do a lot of business in Canada. They're trying to work with Canada to prevent this French company from buying them up. Because yeah. Canada, the 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 country of Canada is really really good to video games. Yes. They they fund a lot of video games. Uh, using their own tax dollars. Yeah. Um, they house a lot of video games in in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of video game companies. The president of Canada was just hanging out at Ubisoft like a few weeks yeah. ago. Just just being like, whoa, this is cool. Everything's cool here. <laughs> so they're really into that. Yeah. I'm, I I mean, I, I actually did a, lot, a little bit of math. I looked it up. Um, if... Vicky moves to Canada and lives there for like two years and becomes a citizen. She can get three grants that equal eighty thousand dollars in order to, to really make, to make a game. Huh? Yeah. So you can apply. You have to apply yeah, yeah. for them, just like you apply for any grants. But you get a grant for being a woman. You get it for like a woman owning a business. You get a grant for making a game, and there was a third grant I don't remember. But you can get all these grants to make a game. You can go if you're a Canadian citizen. You can and you have like proof that you can make a game. Yeah. You'd be like, I want to make a game. And they'll be like, All right, here's ten grand. So I mean, yeah. I mean, there's loopholes in the American government government to do things like yeah. that, but in Canada, it looks like it's way easier. Yeah, and they do give these uh, companies tax breaks. I will. I will say this. I mean, since Vivendi is just buying up shares and being the majority shareholder. If things do go, if like they do wind up uh, getting what they want, and things eventually go south, like uh, Ubisoft doesn't meet you know certain earnings and stuff, Ubisoft isn't necessarily going to go out of business. Then they're just going to sell the assets to somebody else. True. So there will still a be point. a Ubisoft. Just what it is down the road, we don't know. They seem to have been pretty good to Activision. Right. Still. Aside from Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, nobody really <laughs> wants to answer to somebody when you've been successful on your own. Right, that's yeah. true. Yeah, and it 
that that's the thing. It is a hostile takeover. They want to keep running the company. Mm-hmm. You know? And, I mean, they'll. it's not like Vivendi's going to be like, you can only pl- do these games, you know? Mm-hmm. They're, they're still going to let them control the company. It's just that they could break up the the company to yeah. to sell shares to make more money. That's true. They could sell Ubisoft Montreal, Ubisoft Reflections, right. Ubisoft right. Shanghai. You know, they can all be like separate things now. And that would af- very much affect the games. Because, yeah. I mean, these games, they're developed and published by Ubisoft, but there's a bunch of different sections of Ubisoft. Yeah. So, like Ubisoft Montreal, and like you said, yeah. So, that's bad. Yeah. Cue uh, up your questions and comments, guys. Because we're, we're getting out of here. Yep. Start. If you have something else to say. Uh, I, I don't. Next week, I want to do E3 predictions. Okay. So, if you're watching this after, leave a comment with your E3 predictions. Or uh, go to Twitter, use the hashtag WolfDenLive. Yes. And give us your E3 predictions. Just like... This person did. Uh, oh, don't, uh, why'd you refresh? We need a better setup for this garbage. Um, you're talking about Jonathan Garcia, who asked uh, me on Twitter, but I think he was talking about you. If you go to E3, can you record the ceiling? No one ever records the ceiling. I thought that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. I'll record the ceiling. It's probably just going to be like, you know, like, I could... It's not going to be very exciting. Yeah. Uh, did, Gav, did we talk to Gavin... Last time, do we answer his question? Um, I answered... How long would it take me to read Watchmen? Yes, I answered that, that, and then I tweeted um, at him the second question. What way would you recommend watching the X-Men movies? Um, In release order, don't even try to watch them in chronological order. It will just hurt your brain. Right. And that's it. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yes, that's it. (sighs) I got too many devices in my hands. Yeah. All right. Um, I saw a lot of people talking about DC Rebirth um, in the chat. I have not read any of the titles that came out today. Um, they released Batman, Superman, Green Arrow, and Green Lantern's Rebirth. Um, but everything I heard is that all four of them are very good. So, yeah. Uh, I will hopefully have something to say about those soon. Um, but until then, uh, listen to everybody on the internet. Everybody's saying they're good. Uh, Fanatics 4 says, Canada gives huge tax breaks and incentives to video game companies. Ubisoft likely brings a lot of jobs to Canada. They do. And that's why the president went there to hang out. Yep. Montreal Uh, is, like, huge for video games. Yeah. And the rent is really cheap there. I looked it up. But the (laughs) taxes are expensive because they have universal health care. I mean... I know you give you give a little you get a little yeah well that's the thing like our taxes would go let's get a little political here <laughs> our taxes would go up because of universal health care right. not necessarily theirs because they've had it for so long yeah you know so like yeah it's 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 uh we don't know yeah people are talking about hockey um if you're not talking about the Islanders then stop talking definitely about definitely not hockey. because they're yeah. not even involved yeah in anything right now. Cleveland Cavaliers are the 2016 champions, it looks like. Did they win? Did they just win? Uh, I While guess. Are we doing this? I guess so. Congratulations. Caloric says Nintendo hype? I guess because of E3. Because everybody's freaking out because we said the words E3. <laughs> Apparently, Nintendo um, got a really large uh, booth space for E3. 
like unnecessary yeah unnecessarily large more than like, usual because they since, always have this since they're only doing one game this year unnecessarily large for having one game because like the last two years that i was there the booth it was the same yeah. size last year they didn't have and they usually don't have much to be honest um yeah nintendo has booked a lot of floor space for e3 2016 I saw the map and it looked like Sony had a lot, but it looked the same. It looked all oh wait, yeah, yeah. That map it looks the same as it did last year. All right, yeah, that's exactly because like I know you guys can't see this, but uh, this was all the regular garbage, and then that yeah. was all um, uh, what's it called uh, Mario Maker. Well, I mean, corner. they're again they're only really showing one game. Why do they yes. need that much floor space? They're for gonna one have game? older games too. You think so? Definitely. They're not just going to have all Zelda. Also, they're going to have a lot of Zelda, though, because they're telling media to hold aside 90 minutes yeah. to play it. So that line's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. I don't expect to play too much Zelda. If at all. If at all. I want to save a lot of E3 talk for next week, yeah. but this is one of the smallest E3s in terms of companies who are attending. Yes. I think in 20, 2004... There were 600 companies. Mm-hmm. Now there's 200, which is pretty small. I mean, but this, it's going to have the most people at this one. Yeah. They also have an outside fan event called E3 Live yeah. to the public. Open to the public. Dario says, Bandicoot was so good, then it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Collins says, will E3 be live streamed by anyone? Yes, it'll be. Uh, I mean... You'll have all the press conferences live streamed. There will be a calendar. Go to IGN for their calendar. Yeah. Uh, most of the press conferences, the important ones, are on Monday. Um, before the show even starts. And throughout the week, the random publishers will have conferences. Yeah. Um, IGN will probably have their own live stream. Uh, I believe Kind of Funny will be hosting their own live streams on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, they might be partnering with GameSpot again to do that. So there'd be plenty of live streams going on. Uh, uh, Atnes Fanatics, if he's going to E3, I'll be going to E3. I will not. He'll be here holding out the fort. Yep. I don't know what we're going to do for a podcast that week. Figure you something. might have to, might get, somebody. I'll get somebody. Uh, might go solo. What? What? Everybody's excited for E3. Yeah. I have to say that, like, there's not really that much happening. <laughs> uh, super type. Bob, did you see the documentary about Ed and Eddie? I saw you gave it to me, and I put it on my watch later. It's a half an hour, though, so it's going to take a while. Is it a half an hour? No, the Powerpuff Girls one that I found is a half an hour. Um, did you hear the theory that Ed, Ed and Eddie is uh, set in purgatory? <laughs> Because all <laughs> no. the all the kids represent oh, a yeah. child from a different decade who have passed on and now live in this purgatory, basically, and that the cankers are demons. I saw somebody posted uh, a a pitch for the Animaniacs, like the writer pitching it to like two executives. Yeah, uh, it's a joke, but it's very funny. You should read it. It's a little bit of satire. Nice. That's good. They, they keep they keep asking like, so they're animals, and he's like, yeah. But they're not dogs. No. <laughs> Originally, they were supposed to be ducks. Really? Yeah. Hmm. They just took the bills off them? Yeah. Because they, they look too much like Plucky from Mooney, uh, Tiny Toons. Ah, uh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, 
Bob, I know you and Victor are going. I need both of your insights. Okay. You got it. Infinite Warfare hype, JK. <laughs> Dario says. Release Modern Warfare Remastered Solo, and then we'll talk. All right. Last question. Cthulhu Chow. I was thinking of upgrading my gaming system. What have you heard about this Game Boy Color? <laughs> I thought that was serious for a second. <laughs> I uh, will say, though, that um, I just heard something about an interesting theory about the PlayStation 4.5, and I forgot what it was. Does it have to do with portability? Since we're talking about it has Game to Boy? do with oh, if I upgrade, I can't bring over PT. I did hear that. <laughs> that is a huge problem. Yeah, not like I'm ever gonna play it again, but I want that. Yeah, that's a big deal. Because if I upgrade, you're gonna get my old system, and I don't want you having PT without me having PT. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> PT was downloaded under. My account. I don't care. I want. I downloaded it. It's my game. <laughs> Who paid for the PlayStation? <laughs> this guy. Because <laughs> you didn't want it on day one. And I, was I like, didn't I want to have this. I didn't on day want it one. on day one. All right, we're out of here. All right, thank you guys for watching. Thank you for uh, liking and subscribing and commenting and all that nonsense. Again, if you want to talk to us, there's four ways of doing so. One is being here live and commenting in the chat. Yes. Talking to everybody in the chat, talking yes. to us. There was a good 40 people, 38 to 40 people watching at any given time. That's pretty damn nice. good. Keep sharing this with your friends. Get them in here and be like, yes. yo, look at these two idiots. If they prefer audio version, tell them that we're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Google Play. Subscribe to those. Um, if, rate and leave comments on those services. That will help us out a lot. If you're over there. And if you want to talk to us, either go to YouTube and leave a comment mm -hmm. on this video, and we'll read it next week. Uh, we, we looked over the comments before and didn't see any real questions, so that's why we didn't go there. Yeah. Um, tweet at us using the hashtag WolfDenLive. You better spell it right, or else we're not going to read it. W-U-L-F-F. -F. I wasn't going to give them the pleasure. I Because you know what? You can just look with your eyeballs. Whatever you're listening to this on has our name spelled right. Some people need to have it spelled out. I you got to spell people it spell out it wrong. for them. People spell it wrong. In our comment section. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and what was the other way? Oh, yeah. Donations. But yes. don't feel obligated to do that because we pretty much read everybody's stuff. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, thank you, guys. After this, I'm going to draw the thumbnail on my Twitch, but it'll probably be short because I need to sleep. Yep. Goodbye. All right. Bye. Love you. Love you. Kisses. Living your life cutthroat You gotta be so cold Yeah, you're a natural Alexa, play Imagine Dragons Okay Cause you're a With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.